The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Man, oh man, a shevitz. I don't know what to tell you people. I literally have too much show. I have so much show for today. I might have to start talking real fast just to try and get it all in. No, I can't do that. But we do have a lot going on today. We have, of course, uh, Wednesday. It's uh, a Wellness Wednesday. So here on Pure Opelka, we will have Dr. Jorge joining the show. Dr. Jorge, and we were going back and forth about topics last night. I know in the promo it said something about sunscreen. We might have to hold off on sunscreen for just a week. It's important, but uh, there's some other stuff going on, especially with the Tiger Woods story. And, and some sleep issues that we may want to talk about. Some really interesting stuff. Uh, we have to talk about, you know, there's not too much to say about Trump and, and the decision to pull out of the Paris Climate Agreement. That would be another promise fulfilled. And you're going to be able to watch the left eat itself and, and lose its mind over this, which is fun. That's good for me. Uh, we have to wrap up yesterday's Yesterday's vital question, which a lot of you responded to, and I think the interesting thing is just how confused we all are, just how, uh, <laughs> just how split we are on the subject of the filibuster. I asked the question yesterday about the filibuster. Where do we stand on the filibuster? Because Donald Trump wants the Senate to change the rules and push it through and just get to 51 not 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 have to get over the 60 vote threshold. So I asked the question, where are you? Where are you? Where are you on the on the filibuster? And like I said, there's just about an hour left to knock out a vote on this one. Currently, 38 percent of you want it eliminated. Forty three percent say keep it. And almost 20 percent of you don't know. So there you go. It's a really divided issue, and I think one that warrants much discussion with everybody. It's one where I would split with the president on this. I'd absolutely split with him. So, uh, again, you can go to at StuntBrain on Twitter and respond. It's at the very top of my Twitter feed. Place your vote. Cast your vote. Make your opinion known here. The phone lines are open. 888 900 
888-900-3393. We are going to uh, address something I stumbled into yesterday that I didn't realize was becoming a talking point. The Democrats are putting their talking points into the mainstream media on how to uh, diminish Donald Trump. The latest attempt started yesterday with Gloria Borger. And uh, it's, it's leaking over to other parts of the liberal media. I will play examples for you as I caught them happening late last night and early this morning. Uh, we're also going to talk today, the 100th birthday of JFK. Is that what today is? It was either yesterday or today. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, one of, one of the presidents I think actually was a pretty good president. He was the last Democratic president to cut income taxes, the last Democratic president to understand if you give the people their money, if the government doesn't waste it, then guess what? The people are the best stewards of their own money. They are the ones who will spend it wiser than government will. They are the ones who will prioritize how that money is spent, and they will also be the drivers of the economy. JFK, the last guy to figure that out. But there's something happening today. Something happening today in terms of JFK that uh, you may want to be a part of. You may want to be at least aware of it. And we're going to speak in an hour from right now. The producer of a, of a documentary that's airing only tonight. Only tonight. It's one of those event movies that's screened in, in uh, theaters around the country. So uh, we'll talk to the producer. He's, he's fascinating, especially if you know the history of this show and the subject of the JFK assassination. You know I have a friend who's written what I consider to be the definitive book on the JFK assassination. It's called Case Closed. His name is Gerald Posner. We've had Gerald Posner and uh, Roger Stone on this show at the same time talking about the JFK assassination Uh, Quite an entertaining little debate the two had. But this movie, which is only tonight, if you want to research it to see if it's in your area, you you would need to go to uh, IKilledJFK.com. IKilledJFK.com. Interesting that it happens one night and one night only. So uh, we'll talk to the producer, a guy named Barry Katz. Big name in Hollywood, mostly in comedy, which is kind of weird, huh? And we have to deal with the issue of of the um, spike in bombing since Ramadan started. You know, we had the Baghdad attacks a couple days ago where you had uh, more kids killed than you had at the Ariana Grande concert. But the networks didn't stop. And, and dedicate 100% coverage to the Baghdad bombings. We had the, the Kabul car bomb today, which apparently it was either a water truck or it was uh, one report had it listed as a sewage truck that was trying to get close to the embassy zones in, in Kabul. And currently there are, uh, I think it was 80 people dead Hundreds injured, three to four hundred injured, and we are hearing there are at least seven Americans among the injured. So 
Guess what? Nowhere is safe right now. Nowhere is safe in the world, it seems. Uh, We're seeing also a report this morning, just before the show went on the air. Hang on, I got my notes here. A man arrested at Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. A man arrested at the brand new Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C., reportedly with two guns and 90 rounds of ammunition. Somebody called the police when they overheard him saying he was going to assassinate the president. So uh, very strange times indeed with someone at the Trump Hotel I believe it was a rifle, and he also had a handgun and apparently 90 rounds of ammunition. And if he's talking about it, um, maybe maybe it was um, he was hoping for suicide by cop. We will see. So we've got to deal with all of these stories. Uh, I'm I'm mostly concerned about the situation in, in Kabul where possibly seven Americans, maybe embassy personnel, maybe folks who were contractors who then went to uh, defense contractors who went to work at the embassy. We don't know. By the way, the crater, the crater torn into the earth by the bomb that went off in Kabul today, 20 feet deep and 40 feet wide. You have a giant crater that's 40 feet wide and 20 feet deep. You want to know how big this thing was? This was massive. Absolutely massive. So those are the headline stories. Now, there there are some other issues here. I know you're saying, Mike, you usually give us some stuff to laugh about. Yeah, we, we have some things we need to laugh about. We have some things we need to address. We have some things that we will definitely get to. Uh, but But we also... I wonder if I should start with that one. Maybe the strangest the strangest thing I've, I've seen in quite a long time happened this very morning. There was a question and answer period happening at the State Department. And, you know, the State Department holds press conferences just like everybody else. And um, this was really weird. Uh, this this guy comes out and he is, uh, you know, one of the one of the underlings. He's not the head. He's an acting assistant secretary of state. His name is Stuart Jones. I'm sure he's he's probably been representing the State Department for a long time. And he's up at the podium and someone asks him a question. And it's a question you think he'd be able to answer. It relates to the president's visit Uh, to Saudi Arabia last week and, you know, about human rights and how do we justify, how do we rationalize being so cozy with the Saudis when there are some human rights issues there. I'm paraphrasing the reporter. But you have to listen to how long it takes this guy to get to answering the question once it is asked. It's, It's on video and it's even stranger to watch. But listen to the pause on radio. Well, uh, you were over there. The secretary criticized the conduct of the Iranian elections and Iran's record on democracy. He did so standing next to Saudi officials. How do you characterize Saudi Arabia's commitment to democracy? And does the administration believe that democracy is a buffer or barrier against extremism? Okay, so that's the question. 
the Secretary of State criticized Iran and their human rights and, and how they deal with voting, but he's doing it while he's standing next to a Saudi foreign minister in a nation where human rights and, and equality in terms of selecting leaders isn't exactly uh, top priority, let's say. So here is Stuart Jones, the acting Secretary of State, uh, at the briefing. He's just been asked the question, count how many seconds it takes for him to get to an answer. And remember, he's standing there kind of staring into the abyss. Um, uh, I think what... Okay, so it's almost 19 seconds. It's almost 19 seconds of him standing there silently staring off to the the side of the podium before he starts answering this question. And I'm wondering, does he have an earpiece in? I can't see his right ear. I can see his left ear, and it doesn't appear to have an IFB in there. And I'm wondering if, if possibly this guy has somebody going, listen, this is how you answer this one. Don't screw this up, Stuart. And they just start whispering in his ear. But hear, hear him respond to this, and then... There are additional pauses where I'm wondering, is he getting added input? I think what uh, we'd say is that uh, at this meeting, we were able to uh, make significant progress with Saudi and GCC partners in uh, both making a strong statement against extremism and also um, and also putting uh, it, putting in place certain measures through this GCC mechanism where we can combat extremism. So he's probably a brilliant guy. This, Stuart Jones is probably a brilliant guy, acting assistant secretary of state. But this massive pause when he gets a question, it, it makes me wonder, is someone whispering the answers into his ear? Especially when his, he says, I think what we want to say is, that sounds like someone going, look, Stuart, I think what we want to say here is. And he continues. He, he goes on and there's another pause here that's equally freaky. Clearly, one source of extremism, one sort one uh, terrorism threat is coming from Iran. And that's coming from a, a part of the Iranian apparatus that is not at all responsive to its electorate. I'm telling you, it sounds like either someone's translating in his head or someone's reading him the answers. Am I wrong? And if you know Stuart Jones and he's he's the, the smartest guy in the world, which he kind of looks like he might be a little bit of an egghead. He might be a, 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 a policy wonk from inside the State Department. But if you're going to put him out there in front of everybody, you can't have a guy that's going to stand still just not even moving for 20 seconds and not say anything. It's, it's, it's freaky. Maybe he's got the big finish here. So he answers the question, stands still. As he finishes his answer, he stands again, absolutely still. And then finally looks off to the side where someone has basically said, okay, you can go now. Here's the end. I'll, I'll tell you when he turns his head. Responsive to its electorate. One, two, three, 
four, five. Okay. He turns his head and says, okay, thank you. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen at a briefing. Now, maybe you've seen something different. Maybe there, there have been different briefings, but uh, this one was a weird one. I'll, I'll see if I can tweet out the video on this. It's just so bizarre. I know. I got to take a break. I got to take a break. When we get back, uh, we'll update on some of the current news and uh, we'll prepare because we do have Dr. Jorge joining us in about 15 minutes. This is Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, yeah, I know. I haven't mentioned Kofifi or Kofefe. Yeah, well, there's plenty of time to get into that. I need to get to something more important, something more vital to you and to me. And I'm talking about all natural relief factor, the anti-inflammatory that changed my life. I'm now entering three months without picking up any kind of painkiller, over-the-counter prescription, whatever. I don't use it because I ordered the three-week quick start pack from Relief Factor for 1995. I called 800-500-8384. You know who else did? Uh, a, a guy named Stephen who had horrible back issues, and he heard us talking about it, and it worked for him. He told us about it. And within t- 10 days to two weeks, I noticed a significant uh, decrease in the amount of pain I felt to where I completely was able to stop taking the hydrocodone. I'm able to cut, practice soccer with my kids and I have young kids. So it's given me uh, a large part of my um, physical uh, life back. Kind of interesting, huh? You get your physical life back. It happened for Stephen. It happened for me. Call Relief Factor, 800-500-8384. Go to relieffactor.com and check out the information. It worked for me, and it worked quickly. Relief factor. Go there. Uh, so we, we do have Dr. Jorge around the corner, and we're going to talk about a couple of uh, fascinating things in terms of health because we try to once a week give you a little bit of, uh, a little bit of information outside of the politics. I know, Mike, we do a lot of crazy things outside of the politics. But Dr. Jorge will join us um, And then again, at the top of the next hour, we will discuss with the producer of this new film, I Killed JFK. It's it's only here one day, and that day is today. I'm going tonight. I wish you were in the Delaware area. I bought a couple extra tickets. I, I wish I could have you all come sit with me, and then we could have a panel discussion afterwards. Unfortunately, that's not happening. Or maybe fortunately, that's not happening. All right, so... Still to come. 
Uh, there's new Maxine Waters audio, of course. It's, it's wonderful. It's fabulous. Uh, I do have to show you the talking point story I was going to share with you because it's out there. Um, Brian Williams is involved. Gloria Borger is involved. Uh, former Ambassador Wendy Sherman is involved. It's, uh, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. So you have to stick around. And uh, there, there's some new, um, new comments from uh, Lindsey Graham that I find very, very heartening. Lindsey Graham has been pretty upfront. He doesn't hold back when he disagrees with the president. And he's also quite vocal when he agrees with the president. That's what I call an honest politician. Oh, and there's fallout from the story we hit as we were leaving the air yesterday. The Kathy Griffin story. We'll get to that, too. There's so much happening today. So take a break and come on back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. While we await Dr. Jorge, um, and he should be here any second now, you got about 30 minutes left to participate in yesterday's vital question before we get to today's vital question. And uh, it, it may not have anything to do with Kofefe. Uh, although, I have to tell you, Al Franken actually said something today on CNN that I, I laughed at, which is is rare because I don't find Al Franken funny. I find him to be mean most of the times. And uh, this, this time, he actually, he actually seemed to be genuinely funny and uh, a, a little bit understanding. How does that happen? Here's the short clip. Kafefe uh, is a Yiddish term for I got to go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds like that's totally plausible. Yeah, I mean, he got that from, you know, from Jared. <laughs> well, first, do you think that there's any? It, first of all, it's interesting that nobody finds it as funny as Al Franken. He does. He does laugh at his own jokes, which is a good indication of him trying to tell us as an audience where the funny is supposed to be. And I like that he tied it into Jared Kushner and the Yiddish phrase, which I thought was pretty good. And I believe Donald Trump was probably tired after midnight last night and he was going to send a tweet and he fell asleep and hit hit publish and it and it went and bingo, bango, bongo. The world had six hours of fun overnight, which which I thought was absolutely fine. Uh, but uh, he continued uh, with just a couple more seconds on this kofefe relevant about the fact that the president sent out a gibberish tweet at midnight last night? No, I think I, I, I've done, I, I haven't done gibberish tweets, but I, I, at late at night, you can make errors. And I think this is, 
the least disturbing thing in the history of the Trump administration. You know, that's kind of kind of fair from Al Franken. This is the least disturbing thing in the history of the Trump administration. To him, that's probably true. To Al Franken, the guy who generally does not understand or appreciate other people, that's probably true. Do we have Dr. Jorge on the line? Can somebody wave a flag in Dallas and let me know? Hello, Dallas, are you? He's not answering. Well, that's not a good sign. Okay, I, I can shift. I can I can shift my uh, my plans and see if we can uh, get into another segment here because I certainly do have plenty to get to, as we were talking about uh, both Kathy Griffin and and Kofefe. First of all, it's Kofefe, not Kofifi. If it was Kofifi, it would be F I F I, not F E F E, which that's the story. It's it's Kofefe. Not Kofifi. So uh, hang on one second. Let me see if I can send Dr. Jorge a quick message. Let's see if he can call us if if we're having trouble with his phones. Uh, let me see. There, we sent him the hotline. So you guys in Dallas, please keep an eye out for Dr. Jorge. Now, yesterday, yesterday before the show started, I was watching... CNN, as we try and keep track of everything, and Gloria Borger said something yesterday that stuck in my ear. And it wasn't just that she was going after the president and she was belittling the president. Uh, she was using all kinds of rumors, saying good friends of his were, were telling her that the president was withdrawing and he was glum. Again, good friends of the president will not run to the press to tell them something negative about the president. That's not a good friend. That's a weasel. And so I discount the information. But at the end of it, she said something that I think was even more, more crude or more rude in terms of how she was depicting the president and his people. And that's when she made the remark about chess, not checkers. Before he left for the trip, I was told uh, by a source close to him that he was in a pretty glum mood. That was before the trip. Uh, he came back and he felt that it was a successful trip, but he comes back to this Russia investigation going at mock speed now with his son-in-law, now part of a counterintelligence investigation. And I was told by more than one friend of his that he not only is glum, but he seems to be withdrawing and that that's not a really good place for Donald Trump to be, that he has less and less faith in people uh, who work for him. And uh, his outside friends are more and more critical, I think, of the staff inside the White House, as could be expected. And one of them said to me, you know, these guys don't play chess, they play checkers. Now, that's, that statement is meant to see the Trump people and the president as not smart, as simpletons, basically. They're not clever enough to play checker to play chess they play checkers she continued the same narrative later last night on cnn here it is again appearing means that they're unable to see around corn here she is Sorry. i had one a friend of his say to me in in complaining about the people at the white house and to a certain degree about trump himself he said look these people don't play chess they play checkers 
which means that they're unable to see around corners. And what he needs to surround himself with are people who are not political neophytes. Don't forget, Donald Trump has never been in political office before. Mm -hmm. Lots of the people who work for him have never been in the White House. Donald Trump wants to be his own chief of staff. Well, every president wants to be his own chief of staff, and he wants to delegate his wishes to a guy who's going to get it done, the enforcer, the guy who makes stuff happen. So, Gloria, you missed it on this one. And you notice she added her attachment of the president to this discussion. She put the president in with the people that she was saying are not capable of playing checker, chess. They play checkers instead. Well, that started to stick in my head. And so when I'm doing my monitoring of the media late last night and early this morning, over on MSNBC, I heard that same story, that same phrasing come up. And I thought, uh-oh, this is a Democrat talking point to diminish the president, to make him sound like he's not smart. And former Ambassador Wendy Sherman, who has worked on the Democratic side of things, on the most extreme portions and parts of the Democratic side of the political spectrum for years, for decades, was on uh, MSNBC with Lawrence O'Donnell when she brought up the very same analogy. Yes, I think, Lawrence, many people have said, and I think it's a great line, that President Trump plays checkers while all of these other leaders are playing chess. They see all of the moves on the chessboard, and they know that this is not a one-dimensional transactional time of life where you just sort of say, if you give me this, I'll give you that. It really is an understanding of history. It's an understanding of all of the ties of history. So there it is. And it came up again with Brian Williams in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, it looks like we have Dr. Jorge. Is that a thumbs up from Dallas? It is. Um, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a quick break and come back and do the, the full segment with Dr. Jorge because we're just about out of this block. So when we get back, we'll talk Alzheimer's. We'll talk sleep. We might even talk Ambien and maybe Tiger Woods. That's just around the corner on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I'm, I'm on my second cup of Cafefe this morning, and uh, so is Dr. Jorge, who, who, how dare he be actually helping a patient when we wanted to talk to him on the phone? How dare he be actually living up to his Hippocratic oath and helping cure people? Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm, I'm well, Mike. How are you? Thanks for putting that in perspective. I well, you know, it. and I'm also, yeah, I'm also on my second cup of whatever you're drinking, cafe fay. Um, you know, um, like I said, we Cuban Americans, I mean, we drink a lot of coffee. I think my mother's milk had caffeine in it, actually. Um, I'm That's not sure. <laughs> 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 no, I, you're, you're very rarely going to hear me say, I wish I were living in California. But last night, when the cafe fay tweet went out from Donald Trump at, 
at midnight, six minutes after midnight, I was wishing I was in the West Coast time zone because that three hours of fun that you guys had with that weird tweet was just classic. I, you know I had. I, uh, go ahead. You know, tell me about it because I missed it. I haven't even checked the news yet this morning. I've been so, so busy. What, what happened? What did he do? Six minutes after midnight, he was tweeting from his personal account, the real Donald Trump, and he was about to tweet something that looked like it was going to say something about the press and the press coverage. And it says, like, despite the press, Kofefe, C-O-V-F-E-F-E. And then it stopped, but the tweet went out. And then there was nothing, doctor, from, from six minutes after midnight until just after six o'clock East Coast time this morning when the tweet was deleted and this mm. is his account. And then it went, he responded, he said, what could Kofefe mean? And, and then he wrote, enjoy. So I give him credit for oh. learning the self-deprecating thing and poking fun yeah. at, at, at his own self. Yeah. And I think he was just all alone in the White House and he was probably tweeting, and he's 70 years old, back from a nine-day international trip. He's probably a little wiped out, a little jet-lagged, and he just went... And I, hit. That's, what, that's what I would think, yeah. That he was in the middle of writing something, and yeah. who knows, maybe on Ambien, maybe not. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, I'm in the middle of it, just fell asleep. And maybe he was trying to put cover-up or, you know, whatever. But yeah, it happens. That's kind of scary, though. That in the middle well, of something, you fall asleep. <laughs> it's but but at least he was at home. He was not like Tiger Woods and driving around and that you know yeah. that sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I have friends who have said that they they take Ambien or a sleeping pill like that, and they will wake up uh, the next morning and go downstairs and find that they have have been sleep eating and doing yeah. stuff like that. That scares yeah. me. When I, when, when I was, I mean, I, I used to take Ambien on occasion because that was probably the only uh, sleeping pill out there, especially when I'd go on international trips. I would probably get into the plane and, you know, take one as soon as I got there so that I could get rested. It, in my opinion, it really is a nasty drug. Uh, it does cause a lot of um, insomnia. And also, it, you know, you just don't remember what the heck you did. And it hits you very quickly. And the issue also with Ambien is that the more you take it, the less REM sleep you get. You actually end up having to take more because you sleep less and less. And there are lots of studies that show that people definitely have amnesia with it. They sleepwalk. They sleep eat. Um, uh, you know what's bizarre? There, there were some, and talk about Tiger Woods, but way back when he had his scandal um, in 2000, whatever, 12 or 13, you know, that, uh, with, with his ex-wife, uh, there were reports, you know, from various sources that says that he used to take Ambien uh, before having, um, you know, sex. It was some sort of, you know, higher aphrodisiac. I don't know if that's true or not, but I can definitely see that if you're taking it, you could go almost unconscious um, within a couple of seconds without that's even, crazy. even knowing it. It is crazy. I think it's very that's crazy. It's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I've I've got so, um, I've got a hard break at the end of the hour here. That's in the like two minutes and change left. Okay. You okay. wanted to you wanted to alert to Alzheimer's and the increase yeah. in Alzheimer's. What's yeah. going on, and there, what can we do, or what should we be doing? 
Well, what we need to do is be aware. There's, there's been almost a 55, 55% increase in Alzheimer's in the last 10 years in the United States, 10 to 15 years it's been reported. Now, one of the causes could be, and probably is, that a lot of us baby boomers are just living longer. We're living longer. And, you know, the, the brain is, is, is sort of a finite instrument, and part of it will start to deteriorate with time. Um, another thing could be that we're just taking a lot more of the things that cause Alzheimer's. I mean, some people think that it's aluminum that you find in deodorants, uh, preservatives. So what I think people need to do is be a lot more aware. And actually, there needs to be some planning because people need to be taken care of as they get older. So, you know, who's going to take care of us? Is it going to be our children? Are we going to have some sort of uh, plan to be in a nursing home, and this is things we don't like to talk about, but it's the reality. But in the meantime, we need to be aware of what the signs are. So if oh, under the age of 60 or 65, you start becoming very forgetful, you don't recognize people, that's a sign of Alzheimer's. Uh, oh. They say, yeah, I know, I don't know where my keys are. Um, you know, there's an old joke about the doctor that, uh, you know, can't uh, find the thermometer. But anyway, I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> I know that joke. <laughs> it's yeah, a family show. Anyway, Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Family show. Uh, but the thing is, one thing that they say helps us with Alzheimer's is to keep your mind um, almost exercised. Do mental gymnastics, jigsaw puzzle, crossword puzzles. Try to learn a new language. Uh, learn something. Keep your mind active. That seems to help quite a bit in slowing down the possibility of long-term Alzheimer's. So we will we will get doc. We'll have to get to this. I want to stay up on this. This is a big topic. Uh, And I also want to talk sleep, but I'm up against the hard break. His name is Dr. Jorge. Find him at drjorge.com and keep it real. Keep yourself healthy. We're going to talk about who killed JFK, the new documentary on tonight. We'll talk to the producer next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, at theblaze.com. This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. President Trump says he'll announce his decision on the Paris climate change deal in the coming days. He tweeted this morning as news reports surfaced he's decided to pull the U.S. out of the landmark accord intended to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The Paris Agreement was signed by nearly 200 nations in late 2015 and went into effect last November. A Pennsylvania man is under arrest for carrying an assault rifle and a handgun at Washington, D.C.'s Trump International Hotel. D.C. police arrested Brian Moles of Pennsylvania around 2 o'clock this morning. Authorities say they found two firearms in his car. An AR-15 assault rifle was reportedly sitting in plain sight while a handgun was in the glove compartment along with 90 rounds of ammunition. The 43-year-old man has been charged with carrying a pistol without a license. That's 